You're listening to Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. Hi, I'm Christina Cuevas. Seven years ago, I went through a divorce and it completely turned my world upside down. And I'm so glad it did. I documented my healing to share information with other women going through their own divorce journey. And now, with thousands of downloads around the world from divorced women just like you, I'm here to show you how to ditch the shame around divorce and finally heal so that you can regain the confidence to create your most abundant and joyful future. I'm so glad you're here. This is Her Heart Heals Divorce Radio. If you've gone through divorce, you already know that a life event like this can leave us feeling broken and ashamed. Trust me, I can wholeheartedly relate because this was me just a few years ago. Unfortunately, most divorced women make the big mistake of thinking that time will heal this wound, spending months or years carrying this feeling of failure around everywhere they go numbing their pain, or worse, staying closed off to the idea of love again. And that's just backwards. Does this sound like you? I got you. I created a free masterclass called Divorce from Divorce without feeling like a failure. In this class, you'll discover how to actually move on after divorce so you can finally feel whole and regain your confidence without feeling like you failed. Don't wait. Click the link in the show notes to add your name to the waitlist and be the first to get notified once this class goes live. I won't be offering this for free forever though, so be sure to sign up for this limited offer. See you there. Getting divorced can be the loneliest experience ever. Usually, all of your friends are in relationships as people typically build friends around your marriage, but when you're getting divorced, it's hard for some of those women in your circle to understand exactly what you're going through and give you the support that you need. That's why we are introducing Real Talk. Here we're bringing in women with real stories and all of their unique details that they've experienced in their divorce and how they got through it and came out stronger than ever. When we record these, all the women sharing their story come in with one purpose, to provide comfort for someone who is going through it. These sessions are meant to help you feel not so alone and that somebody has been in the exact same shoes as you and perhaps a little light at the end of the tunnel. This podcast episode is brought to you by Indicana. Medicinal cannabis without the high for busy people on the go and their dogs. Their 100% organic, pesticide-free CBD formulas are lab-tested and can help a variety of symptoms, including inflammation and anxiety. Their products are human-grade, but can be used on pets. If you've ever done research on CBD, you know that some supplement companies use products with harsh pesticides, or products that aren't even lab tested and you have no clue how much CBD is in each dose. Their commitment to helping people and dogs in a natural way by using the best quality ingredients and lab testing their products makes me feel confident that my dogs are getting the best CBD supplement and their labels make it super easy to know how much to give. Visit www.indicanawellness.com for more information.
My divorce doesn't define me. Wow, you guys, awesome takeaway from my friend Lauren McKinley, who is the founder of Her Soul Repair, fellow blogger and author of her latest book, Stop Wrecking My Home, in which she just released her discussion guide. I'm so excited about it. In this book, she shares her personal story of destruction in an affair and what it can bring to a marriage, family, and community. She gives a raw glimpse of how to survive life after a destroyed marriage and reminding women that they are not alone. In today's podcast episode, we dive deep into some questions and some real talk with great wisdom takeaways. If you have a friend or someone you know that can benefit from an episode like this, please feel free to share it with them. And if you enjoyed this episode for yourself, please like and comment as it really helps to spread the word. And now on to the episode. Five years long, legally. Um, About two years in, I had noticed like a significant change in my ex-husband, like something was not right between us. And I just sensed that something was off. Um, long story short, found out that he was having an affair and pretty much had been living a double life. So once that happened, we separated. Uh, he wasn't really sure which life he wanted. If he wanted to stay married and stay with, um, our family, we have a daughter together. Um, or if he wanted to continue life with his, uh, uh girlfriend. So um, there was a time of reconciliation that he did come back to me, but it was pretty clear that he didn't really want the marriage to work out. So that time period was probably about a year. And then I think I was the one who legally filed um, for the divorce just because I wanted to start my own healing and I wanted to focus on what this next like chapter was going to look like. And I knew that the outcome of the marriage was ultimately going to be divorce. So with that, I think I took the plunge to actually file legally. Um, And then let's see, it's been four years since the divorce was final Um, and six years since our initial separation. Okay, gosh. So it was like a two-year process? Yes, between the period of reconciliation and then the actual legal process took a year and a half. So it was about about two and a half years, yeah. Yeah, well, same as me. So I can relate. And was there any reconciliation in your story? I re- I don't remember. Uh, no, no, there wasn't. I think there was a moment of play nice. And the thing is for me is that with my relationship, he was having an affair, but I actually didn't know that until the divorce was finalized. And he was oh, trying wow. to keep it super hush-hush because we were working on settlement. And I think he was just trying to like not piss me off. (laughs) And, uh, but you know, it's funny is I, I already knew I kind of just had like little 
inclinations. I was emotionally Mm -hmm. done. So I was ready to, you know, move on whether or not, you know, that was happening or not. Um, But I think ultimately it just reflects on his character (laughs) more than anything. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, no, so there was like a definite play nice period where it wasn't necessarily reconciliation, but we were just kind of like, okay, we know what's at stake here. And are we going to play nice or are we going to, you know, go for, go for the jugular, which ultimately ended up happening at the end. But, you know, (laughs) I wanted to ask you, and I know that you've since remarried and have a beautiful baby and like (laughs) just look so happy. And, but what, what is your favorite thing about being divorced or like what was your favorite thing prior to your your new marriage well I think that answer definitely has evolved over time Uh, initially it was just having a clear outcome even though the divorce was not necessarily the outcome I wanted it was still Mm -hmm. one that I could accept and move forward with um, and so, like I said, the uncertainty and the limbo before the divorce happened um, or before the process started was just such a hard time for me because there was so much unknown for the future. Um, and in the beginning, the divorce also just kind of meant freedom from a painful relationship. So I think that yeah. was also a favorite thing because we all know it's better. To be alone than in a bad partnership. Um, totally. So that was another that was another perk or favorite thing I would say. And then after it was officially final, um, I would obviously say the best part was just starting over and ultimately meeting my now husband. Yeah. That. How long? How long was that period before you felt? ready to give your heart to someone else? Well, I felt emotionally detached or the emotional detachment was definitely a long process from when I found out about my ex's affair and Mm -hmm. when our marriage was really falling apart, the divorce process. So that was about, you know, like I said, two and a half years of detachment and during that time I was completely alone or my daughter and I but no dating no um dabbling in any other relationship so my divorce was final in April of 2015 and I met my now husband in July of that year so I I did feel ready to kind of get back out there and just um meet the right people uh, because I had spent that whole chunk of time on my own healing, detaching from the marriage and all the pain that it had caused me. Um, Totally. So I think, I mean, the answer is different for everyone, but I definitely felt like I was in a good place to start dating again. And I did not rush that decision. Um, I was very, very careful because, you know, you've gone through this 
crazy trauma and you don't want to repeat it. Totally. And so I think, yeah, I was just really, really careful. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I am the same way, total same way. Um, (laughs) And just like still talking about like the legal process because Really, I I want to be able to share our experiences with other people that might be in that particular state right now or as they listen to this. Um, yeah. But did did you represent yourself in the legal process? Was it and how and what was your experience on like the actual legal system and kind of going through that? So we ended up going through mediation um, because. We, at the time, and still do have a very cordial relationship. Um, Like I said, we have a daughter together who's now seven. Mm -hmm. So we kind of knew that we were always going to be in each other's life. So um, it kind of shifts your uh, mentality a little bit because you want to think about the future for your child and you want to think yeah. about not destroying interactions that your child will observe between the two of you. So yeah. um, we did the mediation process and um, we did it, like I said, to kind of stay on the same page, to save money. It was really cost effective, but uh, I, it took a year and a half and I feel like that's a little on the long side we did have a home um and then obviously deciding custody schedules and like who's gonna have her on your taxes like all of those like um just nitty-gritty like details needed to be spelled out so the process itself I wouldn't say was too difficult but emotionally obviously it was really sad um I felt like seeing things on paper in a legal sense just made it kind of like salt in the wound or like you know like stab to the heart type of thing it was just felt so official and like so real to see everything on paper yeah um but and kind of like it was Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, in hindsight, though, it was a really great time of, like, healing for me because it did take a long time. But during that time, I, like, joined support groups and I started to kind of, like, recreate myself um, and find myself again in these new shoes. So then, like I said, once it was final and I actually felt the freedom um, legally to just be done and have it behind me, I felt like I was in a good place to do so. That, um, I think it's so important what you said about seeing it on paper and that how much that actually contributed to your healing. And one of the things for me because I represented myself in my divorce uh, for the first half was being able to give myself a pep talk because there really wasn't anybody else that could provide comfort for me 
at that time other than my attorney that charged like $350 an hour that I would consult with <laughs> after representing yes. myself. And so I'm always so fascinated by what people's pep talk is to themselves or like what that sounded like because as you're seeing this person and a part of you is like dying inside and after so many yeah. years together or you kind of have all of those feelings come up and you have to like face this person what what did the pep talk sound like for you before you would have those encounters with your ex um I feel like a lot of times I would remind myself that like this is something that's happening to me and that it doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. I remember, I don't know where I first heard it. It might've been divorce care. Um, just the phrase divorce is something that happened. It doesn't define, you know, who you are, your future. And that really stuck with me because I felt like um, the stigma was so strong and yeah. being on the younger end, which I know you were too, it just felt like being like um, in your 20s, early 30s, divorce was just like not very common and it just mm -hmm. had a huge negative stigma to it. And a lot of my motivation for um, my work now is just breaking that stigma and like encouraging people. Another thing that I would often tell myself was just your past does not dictate your future. Like it's this, this, this just because this happened to you does not mean it's going to happen again or, um, you know, it's, it's just making sure you, um, value and, you know, give your past the, um, give your past what it deserves, but not letting it hold you back in your future, if that, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. And with your book, Stop Wrecking My Home, what, at what point did you feel that you wanted to share your healing and your journey with everybody else and to help people? Well, I felt like when I was going through the divorce process and just the entire saga of the affair and the reconciliation, the counseling, and then ultimately the divorce, I didn't feel that there was the book that I needed. It, mm. Like there were a lot yep. of resources um, there were a lot of resources and I could find a lot of help from what I did read, but some of it was just so somber that yeah, I was like, okay, I'm already going through something super depressing. Like I don't need, I don't need like the somber, serious, uh, self-help book. I wanted something, which is why a lot of my story that I wrote down is lined with a little bit of sarcasm because I'm like, look, you need to find ways to have some lighthearted piece of this story. Otherwise you're like, it's, you know, you need to find a way to kind of lighten it up. 
because it's such heavy um, stuff that you're going through. Yeah. And it's such a hard, yeah. hard time. Totally. I don't know if you found that the books you were, I just felt like all of the books I read were so somber and some of them made me just feel like this is going <laughs> to never get better. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm kind I'm right there with you. I think that's part of the, the reason why I started Her Heart Heals is because I thought, no, I couldn't find comfort from anything. And I kind of had to create my own surroundings and my own comfort. And I had to start getting creative and just thinking of things of what brought me joy in those times. And so I thought how many other people are kind of going through the same thing where I can't be calling my attorney every five seconds when I'm having an emotional breakdown and yes. you know, none of my friends, all of my friends, their advice was like, you know, we'll fuck him or screw him, but they don't really, they weren't really going through that, um, the process and yeah. kind of knowing and what it, was going on. It's hard. And I realized this early on that, um, if you haven't gone through it, it's super hard to be a support to someone who's in the thick of it. And yeah. I think that's like any sort of trauma that if you've never experienced it, the level of support you can offer, even if you were the best friend in the world, is only so much because you've never experienced it. And mm -hmm. The only thing that, or not the only thing, but a huge help to me was being in touch with two women who had kind of gone through a similar story as I did and around the, sim the same time. So I felt like wow. I was reaching out to those people um, more than anyone because it's just like they got it and we were kind of in the trenches together but at least they knew my pain and they knew what I was going through and like you said it's like you need I feel like now I'm thankful for the community that you know we've both created in our separate ventures but just so that women and people who are going through a divorce really have that support that they need yeah, and for me, I kind of found therapy in a lot of different forms, art or music or dancing or things like that. I am not big on journaling. I know a lot of people really swear by journaling. I've tried it. I can't do it. I think I can. I have <laughs> like 15 different jur like journals that have like two pages written in them because I can't find like a lot of time to do it. But I'm assuming that right in writing your book, that was extremely therapeutic. And in creating the workbook that you just released, it allows for other people to journal through that and like give them exercises to write it out. It, would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And writing my book was, that. was very therapeutic. Um, and it just kind of gave purpose for all of the pain that I went through. It was like, okay, if my story is written down 
and I can share with women what helped me get through it, then hopefully it will help them get through it. And then again, like you said, the discussion guide is just that like next level, uh, deeper piece that helps in your self-reflection, you know, like when you write down things that honestly, like you don't even tell your best friend, but it's something that you feel as significant in your own healing, you know, like maybe it's a loss or something you miss about your former marriage or just envisioning your future life. Like what, what does that look like in detail? You know? So sometimes I do think there's power in putting it to paper or just having it out there, sharing it with a book club, sharing it with, you know, a friend. I don't know. I think there's just power in like claiming it and writing it and, um, you know, having that vision totally. for your healing and your future, you know? Well, and for people who aren't used to journaling, you know, when you sit there in front of a blank paper, you're not really sure what to write. You just <laughs> yeah. start to spew it's things nice out. and then you, Yeah, it's, it's going to be so powerful for a lot of people um, to be able to have a guide uh, to help help them work through a lot of those questions that people won't think to ask themselves, I think. Absolutely. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> so in all of your work that you've done up until now, what was the biggest lesson that you learned either about yourself or the relationship that you were in, your previous marriage, um, that you had to take a second look at and say like, okay, I, I could probably work on this. And maybe what, what did that show you in, for your new relationship? Well, I think, um, I definitely learned and I have growing up, like my childhood, I had a very easy and kind of cushy life. It's just, it is what it is. Like nothing super traumatic happened to me up until my divorce. So I think a huge lesson for me was like how quickly life can fall apart. Um, Because it was like the marriage as I knew it more or less within like a three month period had totally crumbled. And then the life I envisioned for my future was all of a sudden like taken from me. So Mm -hmm. when you're left with that, like, okay, this is how I thought my life was going to pan out. And now it's completely different. You kind of draw on this like supernatural, like strength. So I think for me, I learned that I was that strong. Like I, I had never needed that strength before in any circumstances that I had gone through. Um, but it was awesome to just kind of pull that strength and from within and see that life can be put back together, even if it's not how you anticipated it to look. Totally. Wow. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And when I think about the second piece to that of the 
entering in my new relationship and new marriage, um, you know, I definitely will say that I was a lot more guarded um, than I was in my first marriage, not in like a closed off way, but um, just in a hyper like observation mode during the time we were dating, just because um, I didn't want to have like the rose colored glasses on in terms of the red flags or qualities that I wasn't sure about. So I just think I was um, more observing interactions and habits and reactions when I was dating uh, my now husband. And I think that also comes from just maturity. Like I met him at 30. I met my ex at 22. You know, that's like eight years of Yeah, you're a whole different person. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's just, that's a lot. That's a lot of time to mature and to realize, you know, what you want out of a partnership, what you want um, in a spouse and a boyfriend. So I think that that's a big piece. Also, just like the time of growing up and maturing. And I mean, when you go through your divorce, it's like, it feels like a whole lifetime of happening goes, goes on. Like you're going through such a huge change. I don't know if you felt that way. It just felt like so much in, in that season that you do come out totally different. Oh yeah. I think for me, I, uh, I had done so much personal development work from like the age of 15 up until that point. And I had done everything, Tony Robbins, James Ray, Eckhart Tolle, all these people. And, um, so when that happened, I was like, what the hell did I not fix (laughs) that Mm. led me to marry the person that was the worst out of everybody that I had dated so I really wanted to fix that whatever attracted this type of a person in my life and so I kind of went into shutdown mode where I isolated myself from everything my religion my parents really close friends because I thought, well, you are a product of your surroundings. So what's wrong with my surroundings? Yeah. You know? So I really yeah. had to go into this cocoon and build my own self trust again and yes. get to know and myself. Like, and your yeah. intuition. It's it yeah. was so hard for me to like rebuild kind of like your gut like what was your gut instinct Mm -hmm. about this relationship and this union and it's obviously well I married him so I I obviously thought he was in it for life so you know it's a retrusting your intuition um was definitely a process for me too and just yeah having to trust yourself again and trust your decisions yeah, it was, it was really hard at times for sure. (laughs) So going back now in time, if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself that was going through divorce? I probably just remind myself that like your strengths 
will carry you through the grief and that you'll come out of it like super proud of how you handled the whole situation. Um, I just think a lot of what I kept at the forefront of my mind was, okay, when you look back, are you going to be proud of that conversation? Are you going to be proud of that decision or how you handled that meeting or that um, just interaction with your ex? Like I, and it I will say having a daughter, it kind of shifts how you respond to things because I wanted, if it ever comes up and it's something that she's interested in knowing about, I do want to be able to tell her, um, you know, how things went down and the good things that we did to handle our divorce and the good things that we did in, you know, deciding this or deciding that. So I always kind of kept that um, at the forefront of my mind. Like you want to be proud of how you handled this. And obviously it's a super emotional and raw process. So there aren't always, you're, you're not always going to have the like mature and perfect uh, response, but I definitely, (laughs) I definitely tried to just think about what would, you know, make my future self proud, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Why? love following you on Instagram and your journey and you've really helped me in my own healing journey. And so thank you for just being awesome. I think we oh, haven't met in person, you. but I think <laughs> no, I, it, it's been, <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, totally. It's been so awesome to be able to just have the connection with you and follow follow you and your journey can you tell everybody where they can find you where they can access your products um and i will also link them in the show notes as well awesome yes i am lc mckinley on instagram Uh, my blog is her soul repair and my book which you can find on Amazon and now Audible is uh, Stop Wrecking My Home, How to Come Out of a Broken Marriage in One Piece. Uh, That's awesome. And I'm so excited for your discussion book and just how much healing that's going to provide to so many people. So definitely check it out. And I will include a link uh, to Audible you said it's on. Yes, it's on Audible and... Want to learn more? I'm going to add a link in the show notes to the website, herheartheals.com. And there you can access all of my helpful tips, the blogs on there, and schedule a session with me. Are you on Instagram? I'd love to connect. You can follow me and my handle is at herheartheals.com. Hope to connect with you soon.